meow. Hey, everybody. Don't meow. We're, we're, this is not Super Troopers. Welcome to Eat, Drink, Smoke. Great to be with you, Tony Katz. Along with the crew, we'll get to them in a second. This is the podcast where we eat the fine food, we drink the fine bourbon, and we smoke uh, the good uh, cigars. Let's start with uh, who's here, Alex Clark from Radio Now in Indianapolis, A.E., oh, not A.E., uh, Yo Alex Raps on Twitter is where you find her. Fingers Malloy from WAAM Wham Radio in Michigan. Uh, Fingers Malloy on the Twitter box. And April D. Gregory, please. Don't forget the D, uh, social media maven and podcaster. You find her uh, at April D. Gregory on Twitter. And we start we start with what we eat, and it's the Chick-fil-A, ladies and gentlemen. And we're having breakfast. It is Chick-fil-A. I'm going to start handing things out. These are the Chick-fil-A minis. And then, uh, April, I need you to start grabbing some, yes. some stuff in there. Then I've got some chicken biscuits as well. And I also have some of the, uh, the whatchamacallit things, the, uh, the, the burrito things. The Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit by the way, is 440 calories, 20 grams of fat, don't pay any attention to that, 48 grams of carbs, holy cow, not for you keto people, and 16 grams of glorious, glorious protein. That's what you've got there as part of the breakfast. Now, you can also get yourself those chicken minis. I've been trying to figure out exactly how you explain a chicken mini to somebody, and you said, Alex, it's a, it, it's a, it's a nug. Yeah, it's a chicken nugget that's tucked into a sweet little roll. That's not how you have to say you it. You are so desperately in love <laughs> with the Chick-fil-A. By the way, the, the, the uh, hash brown, or this is the hash brown scramble burrito. It's the same thing. 680 calories, 38 grams of fat, 50 carbs, 35 grams of protein. And we start with Chick-fil-A uh, because there's a, a spectacular... Oh, no, no. We've got food to spare. Chicken biscuit? We've Ooh, got a big food. One? Yeah, we got biscuits. We got everything. Um, what? I, I walked in and I said, yes, I would like all this, please. And I appreciate they said, all the sauces. Absolutely. And thank you for loving us. Because Chick-fil-A is the greatest of the fast food places. There is no quick serve place better on earth than Chick-fil-A. And, and everyone's been talking, though, there's this In-N-Out story, which we're going to get to. But like, there's here in, in Indianapolis area, there's a place called Plainfield. And there is a Chick-fil-A franchise owner named Chris Spires who's redoing his place. He's redoing the, 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 the store, right? He's gonna make it fancier and have two lanes for drive-through and everything else. I'm gonna have the, uh, the, the, the burrito here, which looks way too phallic to eat. Um, you know what's wow. really cool about franchise owners of Chick-fil-A is that when they redo things like their drive-throughs, I'm pretty sure, uh, or the inside of what their restaurants look like or their stores, whatever you wanna call that, they, I'm pretty sure, get to choose what they wanna do. Like, if they want to get creative and do something crazy in their drive-thru that's never been done, they're allowed to do oh, that. I mean, it's not prescribed to them by, right. by corporate? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not because I have a couple friends that have dabbled in trying to be franchisee, uh, franchise owners or whatever. Right. And I think that they were told that. So here's what Chris Spires is doing. They're going to be closed for like five weeks, this Chick-fil-A. So the staff is getting paid in full 100 employees for the five weeks, and he's sending them out to do community service. They're going to be working in parks. They're going to be working here, there, and everywhere. This is why Chick-fil-A wins. Oh, yeah, we don't have napkins, April. You're just, just wiping on your shirt, honestly. Uh, it's it, why Chick-fil-A wins again and again and again because they just handle customer service. They just handle people. They just handle their, their situation better. And you, you take a look at Taco Bell. You take a look at McDonald's. Take a look at Burger King unless you don't want to do that to yourself. <laughs> I mean, my, the point is they can't compete every single time it comes up. Every survey, every everything. Chick-fil-A wins. Can none of these other operations learn a damn thing? Well, yeah. as, as someone who's had to perform community service, uh, <laughs> oh. not by choice, uh, the, the great thing... Well, uh, obviously. Right. 
this is what's so maddening about the Chick-fil-A hate, is here you have a, a restaurant that pays their people in a way that a lot of restaurants, fast food restaurants, don't pay. Uh, they have Sundays off. This would be the perfect fast food joint for someone who is starting out in the workforce to, to work at, and yet they get all of this hate because it's a faith-based company. Right. And In-N-Out just got hosed with that. Well, not hosed. I, I, that's the wrong way to say it. They tried to hose them. In-N-Out gave $25,000. So they're California-based, right? Cult kind of burger place. Is it an Have you never been to an In-N-Out burger, Alex? Yeah, I have. Okay. You've been to one, April. Yep. Fingers Malloy. No, I have not. Is that true? Well, I, the only... Uh, I've been to Vegas, and there have been there are a couple of In-N-Out burgers in, in Vegas that I'm aware of, but they're not on the Strip. I've been to Fat Burger in Vegas, but yeah, there aren't any In-N-Out burgers in the Midwest. All right, but I, I'm just figuring all your travels and, and, and everything. I feel I'm bad just, for you now. All your travels? Are you a Gypsy Fingers? He's, he's part Gypsy. <laughs> Meth Lab uh, owner. It, it makes me travel all over the country. In an RV. Yeah. All right, the chicken's very good. I'm eating a chicken biscuit. Yeah. It's very, very good. So the In-N-Out burger, corporate, gave $25,000 to the California Republican Party. And the political left went so crazy and the head of the, the California Democrats said, we're going to boycott. Who the bloody hell boycotts in an outburger? It's an institution. There are articles with members of, of the General Assembly there saying like, yeah, my kids aren't going to boycott in an outburger. It's ridiculous. We're going for dinner tonight. It, it, and it is. It turns out that the owners of, of In-N-Out Burger are also devout Christians. Did you know on the bottom of the cups it says John yes. 3.16? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that until this week. I never looked at the bottom of a cup. I have chicken all in my mouth. I'm sorry. The warning signs were there. Right. And now people are just now getting so outraged. It's outraged about stupidity. freaking everything. When I, mean, when I ate there for the first time, I ate there in, uh, a couple months ago. Actually, this past summer, I was in Dallas and I went. Um, I was there for a Turning Point USA conference. And while I was in there, I was literally thinking, this is like the burger version of Chick-fil-A, how clean it is, the customer service, how fast everything went, how the quality of the food. I was thinking, this is just like Chick-fil-A. Maybe it is putting Christ first in your business, and that's how you succeed. Maybe that's a secret that these uh, other restaurants aren't doing. Jews have been successful, so let's not get <laughs> ourselves too crazy. But, it's like, but the real, you take a look at those two. Can no one else compete? Because it's not that they're dealing with a different labor pool. They're dealing with a different attitude of what it is they expect. Expectation is, is, is the name of the game here. Are there no expectations at McDonald's? I mean, none. And by the way, as much as I love Chick-fil-A, the Egg McMuffin is the perfect food. The Egg McMuffin is the perfect You've just food. ruined the whole Breakfast, show. lunch, dinner, late night, April. You're just a terrible person. That's all there is to it. It is. I'm well, eating Chick-fil-A right now. Someone said, would you like an Egg McMuffin? I'd say yes, please. Are you serious? Thanksgiving dinner. Look at this. All this fantastic food. Who wants an Egg McMuffin? Over here. Oh, my gosh. Over here. No question. It's the perfect food. Perfect. But do you eat the biscuit part? On the Egg McMuffin? Yeah. Yes. You make exceptions yes, I do. for I that. I do make the exception for the Egg McMuffin. I, I do. But it is remarkable that Chick-fil-A can win all this time and no one can keep up. And when do, like, when do the haters start saying, you know what, they got something. Maybe it's a religious thing, maybe it's not. Because the fact that they, they close on Sundays, right? Right. They'll tell you it's to give their workers a day of rest. It's, it, they could have given them a day of rest on Tuesday. They chose Sundays. And the best is they're in, they're in the stadium where the Falcons play, right? The Mercedes, Benz, Juggernaut, whatever the thing is. And they're closed on Sunday. 
even in the stadium. Wow. That's, you know how much money they must have spent? I thought they made an exception for that. Uh-uh. I thought they did because football games are on Sunday. They're not doing it. They're closed. Really? They're closed. That's awesome. It is unbelievable. When they make exceptions is when there's like a, like a, 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 a calamity. A tragedy. Right? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, like in Atlanta, there was like an ice storm. Yeah. And they delivered the sandwiches and to then people they, in traffic they on a Sunday. And, yeah. they'll do, and they'll do the whole thing. But you hit the nail on the head. It, it really is about the franchisee, the managers, choosing to run their brand differently, run their stores differently, and expecting more of their employees. You know, you go to McDonald's, and half the time, you can't even get your order right because the employees just don't care. But you come into Chick-fil-A, and you have to meet that expectation. So it's, But it's the same exact labor pool because you can go city to city to city. And find that exact thing. That's true. So it is about expectation. Like, like the whole conversation, the whole Chick-fil-A phenomenon should prove that the, the, there, are, there are socioeconomic issues. There are cultural issues. Right? You can have those conversations. But in the end, if you, if you set the expectation and you don't deviate from the expectation, you'll get a result. Like, it, it proves it every single time. And I'm trying to figure out what other businesses... Right, we could talk about fast food. What other businesses need to learn from the Chick-fil-A example? And the answer is is Delta Airlines. All airlines need to learn from Chick-fil-A. You need to learn uh, how to not overbook flights. You need to learn how uh, not to uh, tase people and drive and throw them off uh, your airplanes. You Are need you to learn how to not kill puppies on your flight. You heard about the dog <laughs> in the overhead bin, right? Yes. I don't know if that was Are Delta you sure this is Delta? I think it's United that, Airlines. That might, They've well, both had their thing. Yeah, I think they've they've all been all thing. having issues and in vast uh, instances. It's the, all the time now. The sad thing about that dog story, the dog is still in that plane. <laughs> oh, your hate mail goes to Fingers Malloy at AOL.com. That's where it goes. That story is so, if you don't know the story, this couple, this family had a, had a dog. And they had one of those little dog carriers. And it was there by their feet. And the flight attendant demanded that they put the dog in the overhead bin. Oh. And they put the dog in the overhead bin, and it died. Uh, if you're the family, the answer is no, bite me. What are you talking about? If you're somebody standing around, you have to look at the flight attendant and say, you're not putting a dog in the overhead bin. Are you out of your mind? And when she says, sir, sit down or else, we're on a plane. You're not putting the dog in the overhead bin. Land in Sheboygan. I don't care what you do. Not <laughs> a dog in the overhead bin. There's nowhere to land in Sheboygan. Oh, all of a sudden um, you're an expert on air travel. And I'm an expert on Sheboygan. Wisconsin. <laughs> so my family, tra- my family is. Is that right? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I used to, I've had some fine bratwurst in Sheboygan. Oh, yes. There's the no best. fields? Oh. Oh, well. Moral the of the story is don't travel with your dog on the airplane. No. Strap him to the roof sorry. of your car and drive to your vacation. <laughs> okay, Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely. No, but that no one stood up. No one stands up for that. It's like, did you, I, I don't know if we talked about this last week. The video of the, they were probably of, of, of the cop, the video of the cop who's trying to subdue a, a, a suspect and everybody's standing around with their cell phones, videoing, including the security guard. The armed security guard is, is videoing the, the entire thing and no one's helping this cop subdue this guy who's trying to reach for the gun. And, and he's screaming for help. And all I can think is, oh, my God, Donald Glover was right. Childish Gambino was totally right. Now, this is America video where he talks about, you know, yeah. this is a celly, this is a tool. And he, d- he does the pan up and it's got, you know, all this madness going on down below. And you've got these kids who are just videotaping everything. Mm-hmm. That's all they're doing is on their phones. It's absolutely right. We're more interested in, in that 
than we are in, in, in actually helping. It was crazy. You well, never you, did. You ever did you see the video? Charles? Yes, I saw it. It's, it's insane. And the, and the officer was like, "Somebody help me!" But I was just thinking about this last night because there was that picture of the old Cosby Show actor in Trader Joe's, and these women snapped a picture of him, basically to mock him. He sent it out to the press, and they're all mocking the the old actor working in Trader Joe's. But the, my thing that pisses me off is they didn't have his permission. He didn't to take those pictures. So they're they're taking a picture to mock him, and he's just standing there like, what? They didn't, the people taking pictures of you without your permission drives me insane. Yeah. The guy you're talking about is Jeffrey Owens. He was the one who was one of the son-in-laws. He was married to the oldest one uh, right there. I didn't know he was working at Trader Joe's. Yeah, and the worst part is that the, the article that went around this past week talking about this was like his shirt had stains on it like all this i'm like he's working at a grocery right store the way they wrote it was just so yeah, it was, so it, sh- it, was ver- him. it was really humiliating for him i'm yeah. sure all those guys who were and actors back been, in the day right? well and he's been he's had shows recently where he's made appearances on but if you're not a steady working actor you're not making the income so good for him for working at trader joe's i agree I thought the video that they filmed and then throwing the Cosby Show theme behind it was a little tasteless, too. <laughs> I, I, it only would have been better if he was wearing a sweater while he was working. <laughs> <laughs> then it would have uh, been perfect. Much more to get to. Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, along with Alex Clark, Fingers Malloy, and April D. Gregory. Please, don't forget the D. We are on to the drink part of the program. It is Irish coffee, and the perfect Irish coffee, as made for us here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis. They're also in Houston. They're in Nashville. They're in Pittsburgh. Blend Bar Cigar for everything. And we have, oh, quite literally, the perfect absolutely perfect Irish coffee. Ask me, Fingers Malloy, how do you make, because you've got a face full of Chick-fil-A, how do you make the perfect Irish coffee? Well, you, first you have to start with an excellent brand of coffee. And I, you and I have talked about this in the past. Oh, I was going to have you ask me how to do it. Now he's telling me how to do it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm so glad we went to rehearsal. Hey, so tell me how you make the perfect Irish coffee. I asked Tony Katz how you make the perfect Irish coffee. No, see, this that's not how this... <laughs> How does this work? What, what, where are you going? You, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you do. By the way, it is. You ha, you do start with uh, the perfect cup of coffee. And here, uh, they use Hubbard and Cravens, which is a local roaster. None of that Starbucks crap, which is terrible. It's awful. Why are you okay. looking at like that, Alex? It's miserable. Starbucks is garbage. It's dreck. It is, it is inhumane. I have <laughs> met prisoners who are better than Starbucks coffee. It is the so. worst. It is the worst. Uh, I, I look forward to their sponsorship, though. Uh, so <laughs> Hubbard and Craven's local roaster, uh, a very, very good people. Then it is a tablespoon of brown sugar, an actual tablespoon. So it's very sweet. It's a very sweet thing. And then it is what is called a jigger, J-I-G-G-E-R of Irish whiskey. We use the Jameson Black Barrel. That's what we uh, use here. Now, it's, it's, this is not uh, the, the every uh, day uh, kind of whiskey. This isn't the normal Jameson's you get. This is worthy of your attention, right? You got some extra oak in there. There's a lot of depth uh, to this whiskey. Um, it's, a, it's a very full flavored. It's, it's soft. It's smooth. Um, if, it's, if you want to think that there's spice in there, that's up to you, not me. But it's more subtle. That's what the Black Barrel has got. And then 
And then, uh, Fingers Malloy, I'm so glad you asked, topped with <laughs> the heavy cream slightly whipped. Now, some people use whipped cream, but really you're supposed to slightly whip the, the, the heavy cream till you get like a little bit of, uh, of firmness to it, right? We're not talking about creating any levels of meringue here. We're not looking for peaks or anything. Um, <laughs> how fancy am I? But that's it. So uh, to your health, everybody, a little Irish coffee to get us through. Uh, Alex, you don't have to try anymore. It okay, clearly was you. not for you. Alex tried it earlier and Would almost like threw up. Would you like to put some more coffee in it? Can I have a mimosa? <laughs> mm. Yes. Oh, that is very good. Oh, good It's legit. Lord. I'm not saying I love it, but it is a legit good Irish coffee. Do you not love it because you're not in April uh, D. Gregory to Irish coffee, or do you not love it because you don't like how they do it? No, they've done it well. I no. just don't yeah. love Jameson. Uh, I will admit, though, that this is this very is really different good. Yeah. than, let's say, Jameson's, right? The Jameson's that most everybody has in their liquor cabinet, and they, and they almost treat it as like a cheap Irish whiskey. This is a very different... It is thing that they're going That's with why here. I'm this going is to drink this whole thing. quite remarkable in in how good this is. Um, very well done. Cuz I didn't I always thought it was just the whiskey and the coffee. I didn't know the sugar was involved. And that does a wonderful job in, in really doing the cut. So if, if you make it at home and you're just adding whiskey to coffee, it's it's not the same. Is this is a fundamentally different drink. Absolutely. Holy mackerel. What I do with this at home if I have one in the morning uh, is instead of the brown sugar, I'll put whiskey in it, and then I'll add just a touch of Bailey's Irish cream <laughs> right? to, take, to, give, to give it that little sweet kick to it mm -hmm. because I don't have a lot of brown sugar in the, in the cabinet. Oh, no? No. Oh, no? So, you don't I thought have that was brown sugar name. cubes? Who doesn't have little brown sugar cubes? Have you, had, have you ever had Alex Bailey's in coffee? No, I'm not a coffee drinker. So even though I do morning radio. Do you know what that is? No kids. Is that what it is? I wasn't a coffee drinker until kids. Yeah, but everyone in morning radio drinks coffee except me. I dr bring a juice box, like a six-year-old. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Chicken nuggets and juice oh, box. Yes. good Lord. I have to have my juice in the morning. Like, I had uh, crayon apple juice. I was sipping that on my way here because I had to have my juice first. Like, people have to have the coffee, got to have my juice. Tony, next time we do a morning uh, uh, drink smoke. smoke, can we do an Irish Capri Sun? Yes. For, for yes, Alex. we can. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yes, we certainly can. That's my juice. Um, we're going to get to cigars in, in just a minute. It's the Griffin's Toro today. I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, so it, on, on Capitol Hill, uh, it was uh, the conversation was about tech this week because next week, I think it is, uh, you've got the COO of Facebook, uh, who's Sheryl Sandberg, and you've got the CEO of Twitter, uh, Jack Dorsey. Uh, they are going to be appearing in front of, I think it's the Senate, Senate Intelligence Committee, to talk about privacy. And talk about data, and this conversation's going nuts. The pre Trump's been crazy on the subject because there was this article that came out about Google. And I, I leave Google out of this earlier for, for a reason. And that a person over at a group called PJ Media, pjmedia.com, um, took a look. If you, if you type in Trump News, Trump News to Google, out of the first 100 entries, 96 came from sites that were left-leaning. And so they're like, well, what, what the hell is this? Is this algorithm? Is this purposeful? What's going on here? Trump jumps on this and is like, this is wrong. This is all fake news. We're going to be looking into this. Man, do I not want government looking into this. Go engage some competition. What the hell? But I don't think this is stopping Congress. Like Congress is, right? And they may not be worried about like that Trump part, but this whole idea of data and data privacy, and this is where it comes back to Google because Google's not going to the Senate hearing. Right? They're not being subpoenaed. They're not going to the Senate hearing. The, the, hearing. the, the CEO, Sundar Pichai, and I think it's pronounced Pichai, uh, has said he's, he's not going to attend. But the story out from Google is that if you have like location services on your phone, 
and you say, I don't want them, and you go through and you beep, beep, boop, bop, bip, and you do everything to get, I'm assuming that's what it sounds like. Every, <laughs> everything to me sounds like War Games, the movie with uh, Ali Sheedy and Matthew Broderick. Everything is, is like the whopper going on in the background. Um, and you do everything to get rid of location services. Uh, they're still tracking you. Well, yeah. They're still tracking you. So there is a real trust conversation here. I don't want government getting involved in this stuff. But is government going to get involved in stuff? Do you want government involved in, 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 in regulating these people? First of all, no, I don't. I do not want government involved. But second of all, if you actually are surprised by the story that even when you turn off all the certain settings on your phone so that they can't track your location, that your phone still is tracking your location, you're just a certifiable idiot. Yeah. Wow. Not not surprising at all. I'm sure probably some old people will be surprised. Yeah, they're listening to us. To of us. They're listening to us. They're watching us. I have, I have had a conversation. My phone's in my purse about something. And then, you know, in five minutes, the ad pops up on my phone. All of this has been going on forever. You should not be surprised by this. So the the so like like if you're a free market person like I am, right? I think a bunch of us here maybe. Um, you say the answer is don't use the service. Don't use the service, right? I don't have right. to use Google to survive in the world. I don't have even have to have a smartphone to survive in the world. So that's the way I answer all these things. But if you're engaged in a contract with Google, right? You know the the, the terms and services. You use the products. And they say to you, here's how you turn off, let's say, location settings. I'm using that as the example right now. We'll get to the whole listening thing in a second. And you do it, and they're still, and they're still following where you are and tracking where you are. Like, Google's guilty for that, aren't they? Like, isn't there a moment where actually they are guilty that it's more than just, hey, I'm not going to use them anymore. You agreed. They told you how to do something. You did it, and they still said, bite me. Oh, we're going we're gonna to keep tracking you. Like, wh wh they are guilty, right? Yes, and this, to me... Uh, may be a turning point for Google. When a company gets so big, they become arrogant. And what I can point to back in history is General Motors. In the 1950s, GM sold five out of every 10 cars in the United States. It was the biggest corporation in the United States. And everybody thought, well, well GM's going to be here forever. But then they got so full of themselves and they started to build cars that customers didn't want. Customers were screaming in the 70s, we want more fuel-efficient cars. We don't want a, a, a boat driving down the street. And GM said, I don't care. I'm going to tell you what you want. And that was the beginning of the end for General Motors. Google, this is the same thing with Google. People are, and you're seeing this with Facebook, are pushing back saying, we don't want you knowing everything that's going on in our lives. And, and, and these companies like Google and Facebook are saying, Tell with you, we're going to do what we want. And now I want you to, to look at April Gregory while you answer this question. Because April Gregory works with me uh, and works the social media side of, of everything that we do. And April Gregory, I'm not even looking at her. Am I looking at her? I want to no. look her in no, the eye. No, she's eyes. already laughing, so I, I can tell look she, her in the eyes. she knows what you're going to say. Those, 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 those doe eyes, I'm not even looking. <laughs> because I've had it with Google. I'm exhausted by Google. And you know what she tells me every single day? You need to be putting more video on YouTube. This is what she tells me. She knows Google's evil. And then she says, more video on YouTube, please. You're, 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 you're hurting yourself. What are you doing? Why do I even work with you? My goodness, what happened to my life? And, and <laughs> what about my youth? And then she, and it's, she's in tears and it's just a mess. And then Explain I have to it. drink Irish coffee. Explain no, it. No, here's the problem. Yes, they are invasive and... And, and evil. They're, they're and whole, evil. Their okay, whole thing evil. is do they no are evil. evil. They're totally evil. But trying to do what you're trying to do you cannot not use it yep. you have to use google you have Don't to you use double YouTube. negative me as if somehow that's math and as far as facebook goes 
or building a competitor, as you're saying, that's not going to work. Google already tried to build a competitor to Facebook, Google Plus. It did not work. Twitter is nowhere even on the level of Facebook. And there's been a ton of other little um, startup social media sites that have all not worked out. It's and, not, you cannot compete with these giants. That's absolutely facocta ridiculous. Before there was Home Depot, there was Rickles. And yeah. the cabbies were told that no one could compete with them and in came Uber. Of course disruption can happen and of course it should. And the person who is most guilty of that kind of nonsense thought process is Donald Trump Jr. Who I am, I'm, I, I don't wanna say I'm livid with the man, but he, he has not thought through the theory. He keeps saying, Alex, on, uh, on social media and everywhere, that he, he would back a, a competitor of Facebook, but he doesn't mean financially back. It means he would, he would promote it. Where? On Twitter? On yeah. Facebook? They're going to compete? That's where you're going to promote it? <laughs> You've got, and that's why I don't want to hear President Trump talk about, you know, government getting involved. You've got a couple of billion dollars. Take a billion dollars, get with some friends. They put in a billion dollars because you have billionaire friends and make a freaking competitor. It doesn't have to be the conservative version. That's crap, right? That's always a garbage argument. Just a competitor. And that's all you have to do. But it can't be you're going to promote it. Nobody needs you to promote it. You need to back it with dollars. And don't ask me how you're going to make money on it because that's the nonsense. These people are trying to kill you out there. They're trying to silence you out there. And your answer is, well, I'd like to be heard. But first, where's the profit margin? It can't be the president doing this, though, because then you have well, That's why I said the kids. That's why I said the kids. I want Eric, Donald Trump Jr., and Ivanka okay. to stop telling me about anything else. I want them to write a check, and I want them to get this done. And if they don't know where to go, I'll direct them to some people I know who can do this. I think Tony's right that if there is a competitor that is launched, it can't be conservative. Conservative, conservative need to get over that. What we need is uh, our social media platforms that are actually non-biased. And everybody right. gets to speak their truth on there. And, you know, there's, there is a, it isn't one-sided. The second thing is... <laughs> I am you didn't see the air quotes for truth, which <laughs> made that sentence speak totally acceptable. Well, I hate when people say "speak your truth." I hate that, but like you know what I mean. Um, but as far as, and as far as the president getting involved, I think it's uh, good for the president to get involved vocally, as in calling out um, the the bias on Twitter and all of those types of things. But from a legislative standpoint, that is dangerous, and conservatives should not be backing that. If no, we are truly for, not. if I would we are, not agree with that. No, sure. if we are for small government, just because Trump may say, let's get involved, you know, mm -hmm. with, legislatively, with le yeah, legislative or, or regula regulatory wise, exactly with regulatory stuff, they shouldn't be into that just because Trump is, where is saying it. This is where it gets weird, right? So it, there are people who think that that Trump is right. And for those people who are conservatives, if they don't recognize that that's not conservatism, they're crazy. And that, this is where you get, like, like if you're watching this and you're, you're not even political on the outside looking in, there's the difference between the political conservative and the Trump idolater. Yes. Right? The Trump idolater says, you know, Trump wants us, I'm behind it, I'm in. Yep. The conservative says, well, there's a principle and a value involved, right? And we should discuss what that is. And then the classical liberal is going to chime in and then you can have all the other uh, things that are going on. But if you're looking at this and you're saying, oh, yeah, government should, should regulate this, as, as, your, as your first gut, as like the first thing you say, that's, that's idol worship. I, that, 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 that ain't sound political philosophy. Right, I, and I agree with you. And the, the amazing thing about the, the Trump presidency is how it is really um, shine a light on the different types of people who call themselves Republican and conservatives. You've got some people, the, the, the Trump uh, the Trumpsters out there, that because Trump said 
government should get involved. They're all for it because they're Trump supporters. Then you have never Trumpers out there who are completely disgusted that the president is even talking about this. Equally as wrong as the idolaters. There's, no, the never there's nothing wrong with Trump using Twitter as a bully pulpit in this situation to say, hey, listen, this is not right. Yeah. They shouldn't be doing this. But he should stop right there. Yep. Yeah. Nothing about government. We're going to get to uh, more of this and also sexism at the U.S. Open, which is one of the great stories. And this tennis player um, is, is totally right. I'll get into it. Uh, but I'm glad you're liking the podcast and I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm Tony Katz and it's great to be with you. There's going to be a way for you to be a part of this and to help this podcast grow. We're going to be getting into that in uh, the next few weeks. Make sure you head over to TonyKatz.com. Make sure that you're getting the podcast, that you're downloading the podcast, you're sharing it with friends, you're following Eat, Drink, Smoke on Facebook, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke. Uh, and, and you're doing that. Listen, we're, we're, we're trying to grow something. We're trying to build it. We absolutely positively need your help. So uh, there's going to be a moment for you to to, to, to kind of help and share in that way. But nothing helps more than, than sharing the podcast and downloading the podcast than telling uh, all of your friends to do the same. And if they don't, drop them as friends because they're horrible people <laughs> and they're racist. So if they don't share, uh, the uh, download and share the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, they're racists. They're anti-Semites. And uh, <laughs> what else? Um, what else do we want to say? Uh, uh, drug addicts. They're, uh, they're methodes, right? homophobes. If there's a phobe, put it in there. Yep. That's what's going on with the podcast. Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. Make sure you like the page. More coming up. Back to it, Eat, Drink, Smoke, uh, where we eat the fine food, uh, drink the good bourbon, and smoke uh, the excellent uh, cigars. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Uh, Twitter at Tony Katz. Uh, Alex Clark is here from Radio Now in Indianapolis. Yo, Alex Raps, R-A-P-Z. On Twitter, Fingers Malloy from Wham Radio in Michigan. Fingers Malloy on Twitter. And social media maven April D. Gregory. Please don't forget the D. Uh, that's where you find her uh, on Twitter as well here. Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis. And we are on to the cigar portion of our morning. By the way, this is breakfast. We started at 9 a.m. We've already been having Irish coffee. We uh, reviewed the Chick-fil-A. And now we're on to the cigar, which is the Griffins, right? So the Griffins is one of those... It's, it's, it's a brand, right? It's, it's a name that kind of stands, I think, on its own and has uh, for years. This is the Toro, so that refers uh, uh, to how it looks, right? It's a 6.25-inch by 52 ring gauge. So 52, uh, that number, the second number is how wide it is around, right? So if it's a longer, skinnier cigar, that'd be more of a Lancero, and then you can go up to a 64, which is just way too big of a cigar for me. It's just way uh, too much. This is a Dominican filler and binder with a Connecticut shade wrapper. What does that mean? This is a light cigar. This is a good breakfast kind of a cigar. The darker you get into some of those wrappers where really a lot of the flavor is, you'll be getting into uh, uh, some much more intense uh, possible flavors. But with the Connecticut shade, you're talking about mild, you're talking about easy, you're talking about um, uh, a, a, to, to uh, a good extent, uh, a creamier kind of cigar. So this is an Ecuador, a Connecticut a wrapper, the Dominican a binder, a Dominican uh, filler, and a very mellow to almost medium kind of flavor. Tony, you said a Connecticut shade wrapper. Does a wrapper really make a, a big difference in a cigar? And how what, how would you describe a Connecticut shade? I mean, what? So, exactly. It's light easy, um, uh, a, a much more mellow feel than, let's say, a Maduro. 
uh, kind of kind of cigar, which is that darker. When you see the darker wrappers, that's Maduro. I'm a fan of Oscuros, which is like a, sometimes referred to as a triple Maduro, right? Oily, very very rich. It, it's completely different uh, flavor palette uh, and wrappers flavor. As, as certainly as I see it, there's some cigar people who are going to disagree with me, but wrapper is flavor. So that's the the mix is very important. But that's where a lot of it comes from. So when you see those Lancero cigars, which are those thinner, longer cigars, so picture a Churchill, right? Everybody knows that's the big, long uh, cigar. But picture it much thinner. That's a Lancero. You're getting more of the wrapper flavor throughout. I happen to like that quite a bit. It's a, some people think it's a dainty cigar, dainty kind of cigar. So like Europe at Lancero, you see a lot, but not in the United States. They want to pretend that they're, they're men and they know what the hell they're talking about. Me, I want a cigar that matters. I don't, I'm not here to, to prove my manhood with a cigar. You know, sometimes it's just a cigar. I'll prove my manhood with your wife. I'm not going to prove my manhood <laughs> with a, wait, no. Why is, is your that? cigar winking at you on the top? It's not winking at me. Oh, it's me. a V cut. It's what I would call oh, different Oh, cut. I, I went with the, the V cut. So you guys have a straight cut, right? So that's when you cut just straight across, simple and easy. A V cut is when you kind of dig into the cigar a little bit, coming like, like a, a two sides meeting in, in the middle. Um, it just makes a tighter draw, so it's a little more intense coming in. Oh. You mentioned the Churchill. Is that what you smoke at the Kentucky Derby? Well, no, no, because it's Churchill Downs? No, yeah. I'm just, just it's, the, it's the size. It's just a big, massive size uh, of cigar, you know, okay. and na named after Winston, and rightfully so. That man is a damn hero. It's a fine American if he was American. Uh, let, me, let me get on with the show. That, that, that's enough cigar talk for, for one day, as if there's ever enough uh, cigar talk. There is a tennis player. I don't know if you know her. Uh, Elise Cornette, A-L-I-Z-E. Ladies, I ask you. French. She's there. She's there at the... Uh, at the open and she put her shirt on wrong so she's there on the court and she decides after a point she's gonna take off the shirt and put it on right she's wearing a sports bra underneath she right there on the court she takes off her shirt turns it around puts it back on the chair judge uh gives her a penalty for taking her shirt off on the court because it turns out ladies you're not allowed to take your shirt off on the court men can Men can take their shirt off on the court. Like play without it or take it off just for a just, second? Just for a second, change shirts or, the men or, or take do it whatever. Off during, in between sets because it was very, very hot at the U.S. Open. So the men can take it off between sets. They can sit on the bench with their shirt off. The women cannot. And so she's saying, first of all, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be deducted a, a, a penalty. There shouldn't be a penalty for this. This is crazy. And secondly, this is sexism. And she's right. I think she is right, and She's I am totally the right. last person to cry sexism. I'm the last person. Are you the but, first person to take off your shirt? But I am the first person to take off my shirt, and Ooh, for that... Yo, Alex Raps with a Z <laughs> on the Twitter. But for, but for that reason, I, I agree with her. I, I think that's so silly, and I mean, it was for two seconds, and... She absolutely oh, yeah, it was really quick. Deducted it was really quick. I mean, it she was... She turned around. It, it, what? And she turned around a little bit. Yeah, well, she kind of turned towards like where the where the wall is there. But I mean, if you were on if you were on that side of the stands, you saw her. It's, it's Brandy Chastain all over again. Right. Women's World Cup. That that was just a shocking moment because that was somebody celebrating, and you had not seen that before. I I, I see more skin at, at the MTV Music Awards. Yeah, what are yeah you talking I have, about. I have very very strong feelings on this. Um, and you're right. There were probably commercials for Victoria's Secret. You know. Oh, uh, during the break, and they're in scantily clad clothing. But here's my thoughts, and this is deep. Um, oh, good lord! Deep. The people in this country really sexualize women's breasts, and 
that's fine if it's okay with the woman. Oh, by the way, but fingers, now you know it's fine. Oh, good. <laughs> it's good okay enough. with the woman, that's fine. However, when you get right down to it, those are a woman's mammary glands. They are not supposed to be sexual. They have not been sexual through the course of time. Those are mammary glands, and they're not sexual in other countries. Those are servifunction, just like every animal that has every mammal. Holy cow, did so we get heavy? So we should not be sexualizing. That's the problem is, oh, you don't want your children to see someone's in their sports bra. So wait, April, do you think that she should be allowed to be completely topless if she wants to? Or do you think, no, keep the sports bra on? I mean, if she feels comfortable with it. She was comfortable. Are you a free taking her person? I am... I am pro breastfeeding. I am pro breast being. They serve a purpose. Are, are you are you free the nipple? I mean, that's the Instagram conversation. No, I don't right? think she's going to run around with the nipple showing. By the way, but no, wait. Okay before anything, it? hold on. Before anything, it's the free the nipple thing is Instagram, right? And yeah. it's the idea of what you're allowed to show or not show on that social media feed. And so there's this whole idea of, um, you mean I can show you every part of of the breast, but not the nipple, and that's okay. But the nipple makes it. Uh, it makes it taboo and I think they go to the line of well you know pornographic as you know it when you see it right that's how they usually try uh, to describe it um, so she asked the question and Alex she's, a, the and question. she's, in fr- she's from France so in their culture it's not a big deal to you know, boobs aren't a big deal there or anywhere else in the country like they are here it's our culture now I can, fingers did you want because I, I, I want to if I may I mean, but you're, you're, I, I want you to hear you speak because <laughs> April Gregory is wrong about something. Well, before you point out uh, another reason why April is wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you can have the first one. I'll have the second one. This is fantastic. Asses are, uh, have a function, too, and uh, people aren't walking around bare-assed on, on the tennis court. Now, n- listen, I'm Not all club. for... I'm all for... <laughs> Bring your chaps. I'm all for... Women walking around in sports bras, no bras at all, with their nipples showing. Uh, Good for them. But here's the thing. Is that sexist what happened? Yes. But you know something? Dems are the rules. And the chair has to enforce the rule. It was the rule. And she knows the rule. What you need to do is get all the women in the tennis tour together and address that instead of going rogue. And, and taking your shirt off and then being upset that and the she just chair wasn't enforced thinking about the it. rule. It was just a, my shirt is on backwards. It's a, com- it's a sensory, probably comfort thing. She needed to change her shirt. Now, if you look at the women's beach volleyball players, they are scantily clad. They have butt cheeks showing. They got boobs showing. But here we're going to be freaked out about a, a chick pulls off her shirt with a sports, a very well-covering sports bra. This so, was a, so two a large sports bra. They're not comparable subjects because those are the rules in women's volleyball. So to that extent, absolutely, those are the rules. We can all agree that the rules have to change. They're going to have to change because it's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. It doesn't fit into anybody's world that this would be a rule in 2018. It's fine what she did. It's totally fine. Here is where April Gregory is wrong. I mean, you know where you have hinted on some things there, Fingers, but she's totally wrong. Uh, I will sexualize any part of the female anatomy I damn well choose. Earlobes. As long as it's because okay with your wife. No, 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 no. no. that you're objectifying. No, wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. What is choose. wrong of me to do would be to act upon that. But if you tell me I can't notice a good-looking woman or a woman's shape or anything else because it's wrong to sexualize that, go home. I'm not I saying that. I am alive. I am free. <laughs> 
I am going to notice. And that's the way it is. And I notice I agree, the curve. I agree. And I notice the curve of the hip. I, I just, notice the I'm things. just saying in our country where we are freaked out by boobs. I mean, we don't mind seeing them on Victoria's Secret model, but we mind no, seeing them. No, sometimes we're freaked out by the front clasp of the bra. We're like, why is this happening? We, we practiced one way, now you guys go another way. <laughs> that's Even though that's the front clasp should be easier for you. I would assume, right? By definition. By definition. Right? It just throws you off in a second. Not right, because you're like, hey, what's going on here? And I've, you're like, oh. I've been trained ever since I was 14 years old to take off the bra from the back. Right. And now it's like it's like a new training technique. Right. Like, what is going on? <laughs> and then trying well, to take off the sports bra. That's a whole other ball game. You're not wrong that the people who are opposed to breastfeeding are insane. Now, and, and the idea that we should take tell women, you know what, you want to breastfeed, go in the bathroom. I wouldn't bring a I don't bring a drink into the bathroom. What are you God, talking I would about? Never you want eat in the breastfeed bathroom. in the bathroom? Sick. That's crazy. I think that for the for uh, their own reasons they should cover uh, a blanket. Or, or I something agree. Like that. But if they don't, they don't. I'm not too worried about it because that is the function. It's what we you're covered with. It's what sh- you're comfortable with. We shouldn't deny function, but I am not going to deny uh, the fact when when I see a, a, a woman, I I notice. I'm I'm sorry. I and, notice, and, and it's uh, okay. Most women don't mind that you do notice. Well, well, you just said it's not right. Right. This you're is trying confusing. to take it both ways. Listen, Jeez. Gloria Steinem, you either are down with the cause or, or, or not. You are either I'm Ashley just Judd we should or not, you are an enemy of women. Oh, my God, women. Ashley Judd, you just went there. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying she was comfortable. Nobody needed to act like this was a sexual like the, I agree. It, the rules need to change. Nobody needs to act like this was a and, sexual and, thing. It wasn't. And to the U.S. Open point, I absolutely positively agree. And they, I, I'm assuming that's a rule that's going to change. I am surprised someone like uh, uh, um, uh, Serena Williams didn't just stand up and say, um, you're all out of your mind. Like, she could, she should have She got in trouble dress. earlier this year. She wore this cat black thing? cat suit thing, and she could not, she was not allowed to wear that anymore. So she played. And that's why she's doing the tutu? So she played with a tutu on instead. Oh, that's, well, I didn't know she got in trouble for she that. She got in trouble for that. She's not allowed to wear that cat suit. Well, from this conversation, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to take a stand right now. And who and, doesn't want her to wear a cat suit? I mean, come well, on. There, there's that, too. I think it's wrong for a, a female tennis player to breastfeed on the court. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, if your baby's hungry, your baby's hungry. You know what I saw on a flight that I was on? This woman during the flight gets up. She's she's got an infant and she starts breastfeeding. But here's the thing: her shirt is is pulled up and her bra is like off, or she's not wearing a bra at all. And the baby is breastfeeding on one breast, but the other breast is completely exposed, and she's walking up and down the aisle of the plane. Now that to me, okay, breastfeeding is so key on a plane, though. It is so key for a baby on a plane because it keeps them it keeps them comforted and it keeps them from screaming and bothering you. She didn't. She shouldn't have breastfed. I'm saying though, her. Well, that's the was thing. in my face. In other parts of the world, they would not care. People sit in church and breastfeed in, think of all these countries We're where people just breastfeed. We're not talking about sitting where you would have to stand to look or you can move freely. On a plane, you Why can't do that. Why are you so that. bothered by her breast? On breasts. a plane, you can't do You're that. You're not. Uh, wait a second. That's, no, you don't, you really don't have it right. You want it every single way and you can't have it every single way. <laughs> you have to pick a side and just sit down already. On a plane, let me tell you what you do on a plane. You sit there, you pray you don't crash, and then you keep quiet. <laughs> Thus, we get to the United Airlines Are you story. mansplaining to me right now about If I have to, if that's what it takes, you, you bet I will. By the way, everything I do is mansplaining. I'm a man, and I explain things. Mansplaining is a bullcrap, nonsense, garbage commentary I know, I know, I agree. from feminist losers who hate the fact that they might not know something. 
I agree. Holy cow. So Can we just... What the hell just happened here? I want to tell you about the guy I'm masturbating kidding. on the plane. Can I talk about the masturbating guy on the plane, <laughs> That's please? a problem, yes. This actually happened. United Airlines. Speaking of United Airlines. This woman tells a story that she's in the middle seat. Her boyfriend's at the window seat. He's asleep. The guy in the aisle seat, he's masturbating on the plane. Ew. He's masturbating on the plane. Now, she didn't wake up her boyfriend and be like, what the heck is this? She let the boyfriend sleep. She didn't tell a flight attendant. She didn't tell the guy to stop. She doesn't do anything for a couple hours until the guy gets up to go to the bathroom. Couple hours. Don't look at me like that. Okay. Figures like, a couple I don't know. hours? I don't know how this that works going either. on for? Right? So eventually, he gets up to go to uh, the bathroom. She then tells a flight attendant. They move her. They move the boyfriend. The guy tried to run off the plane when it landed, but the police were there waiting for him. Was he and covered up? That's the big I, I, question. I, I, he was covered up. It's wrong. Um, and Oh, okay. But, but he wasn't covered up. <laughs> then it'd be okay. And so... So the point is, is that the end of the story is that uh, the airline apologizes and gives her 75 bucks. Oh, that's <laughs> like not it's enough. it's hush money. Wait a second. It's her fault. Well. Why didn't she say something? She definitely should have spoken up sooner. I mean, if that was happening next to me, I would start yelling like help or something. I mean, getting somebody's attention. Like, get this guy away your from Your job me. is to take, I mean, your job is to have somebody do this next to you? It's not, that's not your, why would you think that you can't say anything? We can't live in this world where like, you know, I wanted to say something, but I just, I wasn't sure. What do you mean you're not sure? The guy, if, if he does it next to me, I'm saying something. If he does it next to my kid, I'm breaking him in half, and then I'm saying something. What, is, what are we doing? There are only a few things I really know about life, and uh, it's this. You do not masturbate on a plane. You do not <laughs> masturbate on a train. Right. <laughs> and if you catch someone masturbating next to you, you better damn well get something more than next time you fly, your suitcase is free. Right. Yeah. It, that's more than a $75 <laughs> issue. Life advice from Fingers Malloy. Yeah, that podcast coming soon. <laughs> So that's our show. That are, are we done? We we I've mansplained properly. I've <laughs> I, I've, I've set April Gregory straight. I'm I'm not using YouTube unless uh, I'm on YouTube. Tony Katz TV. Uh, that is eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz. April uh, April D Gregory. I, I went in the wrong order. I'm gonna go in the right order now. Alex Clark is her name. Yo, Alex Raps on Twitter is where you find her. Radio host in Indianapolis. Fingers Malloy. Wham Radio in uh, Michigan. Fingers Malloy on Twitter and April D Gregory. Please. Don't forget the D. April D. Gregory on the Twitter box. Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony, Tony Katz on Twitter. Tony Katz Radio on Facebook. And Eat, Drink, Smoke is where you want to like the page. Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. TonyKatz.com. You can also get the podcast there. We'll, uh, we'll uh, yeah, we'll see you around. It'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs>